Welcome to Sisters Speak The Walking Dead, where we discuss season three of the AMC series The Walking Dead from a sister's point of view. I'm Sister J. And I'm Sister K. And welcome to episode five. Let's get started. Okay. All right. Well, we are back. We real late. Yeah, a little bit. Well, really late. Really late. But we are back to get back on track. And um, before we start talking about Say the Word, episode five, Mm -hmm. um, we had a couple of emails that came in um, before... Well, talking about episode four. Okay. The killer within. Okay. So let me go ahead and read those first. Okay. Okay. The first one is from Tim. Hey, Tim. And this is Tim from, um, well, I'll just read the email. Okay. Hey, sisters. Greetings once more from Down Under. Hey, yeah, from Australia. Australia. I've been following you about um, about from following you about from True Blood through Game of Thrones and now The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. The great news about The Walking Dead is that here in Australia, we get season three episodes only a few days after you. Cool. So I can follow along with the podcast quite closely. Having said that, though, I'm still only halfway through your episode three podcast. Which is Brill, by the way. Yeah. Brill for brilliant. I'm yeah, sure. I, I, I caught that. <laughs> and just had a few comments to make. One, great to hear you both have a taste for wine. <laughs> I live not far from the best vineyards in the world. Hooray for Australian wines. And there's a very sweet Botrytis here that I think is just perfect for Sister Kay's palate. And he uh, attached a picture. Okay, cool. The wine, no jokes about the name, look it up on the internet if you don't believe me, is so sweet, apricotty, and liquid heaven. And let me tell you what the name on the bottle is. I can't pronounce the first part. The Noble Botriotinia Fuckoliana. (laughs) F-U-C-K-E-L-I-A-N-A. Okay, well... First of all, Tim, that was Sister J who no. drinks the wine. No, I talked about Sister oh, drinking wine. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Well, remember? I don't know if she's going to like that, though. The fuck? It, well, I'm she like, like it for the bottle. I need the name. <laughs> I need to buy some so I can get the name. He said it's sweet, apricotty, and liquid heaven. You know what? I've never seen that anywhere, so I. We'll have to ask about yeah. it. Yeah. But naturally, the name is perfect for Sister K. Yes, it is. <laughs> if you have an address and want me to send you a bottle to say thanks for all the laughs, just email me right back. Oh, cool. Oh, well, hey, I'll see you I'll be emailing you, too. <laughs> oh, that's funny. He says, don't panic. I'm not a stalker. Well, actually, I am a stalker, but I'm the laziest stalker in the entire world. Basically, if you're not in eyeline from my couch, I can't be arsed stalking you. Hey, we don't <laughs> mind stalkers at all. Uh, speak for yourself. Oh, come okay. on. Okay, he says number two. I have a theory about the end of episode three. Okay. I have a crazy feeling that the zombie heads are missing labels down the bottom of their places in the aquariums. These labels should read, Monica, Phoebe, Ross, Rachel, and Chandler. Doesn't the governor strike you as just the sort of person who thought Friends was the very height of sophisticated wit and was the best post-coital TV watching? And doesn't that Wells guy strikes you as a dead ringer for a fat Joey? And that was the pilot. 
well. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling that the governor is sitting there thinking, oh, that crazy Chandler, what will he say next? Number three, loving the sister's drinking game. (laughs) I have a suggestion for a new game called Spot the Sister. And it's based on your observations that there seem to be a higher ratio of black people in Walking Dead. And also that Sister Kate is a bit concerned about where she'd be in a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> the game starts, oh, I spotted Sister KJ in dot, 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 <laughs> and follows with a description of what one or both of you are doing in the episode that we saw. Mm. So, for example, A, I spotted Sister K in the prison cell in episode two. When Herschel stopped breathing, everyone looked at Sister K, and she looked up and said, Oh, hell no. I'm not putting my lips near an idiot who likes to put his leg in chomping distance of zombies who like to recline. Now, Beth, help me cut his head off. Mm, mm, B, mm. I spotted Sister J around the breakfast table in episode three. When that scientist asked Michonne if she knew the zombies that had their arms severed off and jaws ripped clean off, Sister J said, Oh, hell yeah, she knew them. They were the last people she met who thought putting Michonne's weapons away on a bookshelf was a fantastic <laughs> idea. Pass the butter. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, funny. long email. Hope that you're both well and wish you all the best for the rest of the season, Tim. Thank you, Tim, for Thank that you, wonderful Tim. email. That Thank is really you. funny. Oh, and he sent the picture. And the pictures of well, the bottle. Well, you know what? Yeah, because what I... Thank you for the picture of of the bottle because that's what I do. When I find a wine that I really like, a wine steward in a, a wine store told me that. She says, regardless of, you know, where you buy your wine, uh, when you find a wine that you really like, take a picture of the bottle and the label. And that way you always know. So I appreciate that. But uh, I, I have tasted yellowtail wine, and that's an Australian wine too. And, and I've tasted the sweet red rue. R-O-O. It's got little kangaroos on it. And it's okay. I mean, it, actually, it's pretty good. But it's just a little bit, just a teeny bit bitter for me. Because sweet, it, when I want sweet wine, I want sweet. And that's all I drink is sweet wine. Yeah, so. I don't drink but, yeah, we're going to have to find the, the, the whatever that, <laughs> what's the name of it, Sister Kay? Let me see. Because maybe I can pronounce it. Boy, here. What boy treat Boy treat Kablava. The noble Boitriotina. Otinia, I think. Fuckaliana. Lord have Fuckaliana. Fuckaliana. Now that will be. Oh, you know what, though? She's not going to like it. You know why? That's a Sauvignon Blanc. That's. Ooh, that's some bitter shit. Well, he said it's sweet. Well, okay. So. We're going to try it, though, too. I'll try it. I'll find it somewhere and try it. Because Sauvignon. Tends to be a little bit bitter, but, but yes, that's okay. Um, we gonna find it though. Thank you for the for the uh, the new drinking game idea. <laughs> if you can ever picture us in the mo- in the show while you're watching it, take a drink. Oh Lord, have mercy, no, I'd see, because I'd be kicking all the asses. I'd pro- I'm telling y'all, I wouldn't even be in this group. Hell no, I'd have been gone. <laughs> and, and ago. you know what? I would have killed Governor in his sleep a long time ago. Well, I would have snuck in there and got him. Mm-hmm. Well. Okay, and this next email, which um, we didn't get to last time before the uh, episode, mm-hmm. is from Shalita. Hey, Shalita. She says, um, I didn't submit this in time for the last podcast, so I'm sending it in now. And it was already a long-ass email, Sister J. I got a little extra now. Uh-oh. Hey, sisters. No, not 
T-Dog, no. I know it. Just had to get that out. And be forewarned, this is definitely going to be a long-ass email. All so, right. on to the show. First of all, they really took us through the ringer in the last episode. T-Dog is gone. Guess they overshot their black guy quota. Yep. Can't have two black guys in the same group. Oscar is the new token black guy. Yep. One of my coworkers said as soon as T-Dog had more than one line, he knew he was a goner. <laughs> Dang, I love the character and had the pleasure of meeting the actor at a convention. He's a real sweetheart. I caught the talking dead after the show, and he said he was working on a show with Nev Campbell, so yep. I'm glad he's still working. Mm-hmm. Would hate to see the brother be completely out of work. Still mad, though, that he's gone. He sacrificed himself for Carol, and she's probably walker food now anyway. If we see her again, I think she'll be a walker. That's my opinion. Plus, the executive producer who was on the Talking Dead with T-Dog did not sound real positive about Carol remaining among the living. Uh, among the living. Well, she was R. that wishy-washy. R.I.P. T-Dog, you are a hero and very badass. Okay, Andrea is the new Lori. She is all about having a man. Mm-hmm. Flirting and shit. She even flirted a bit with Merle of all people. I know it. Can I smack her? Because she is stupid. Michonne, on the other hand, has some sense. She needs to leave Andrea and her men, get herself some new pets, and head on to the coast. Because Andrea done lost her mind. Go on, Michonne. Take care of you, girl, and leave that chick behind. Mm -hmm. If you saw The Talking Dead, they had an awesome sneak peek of a scene between Michonne and the governor. Now, on to the Grimes family. I can honestly say any tears that dropped from my eyes had nothing to do with the fact that Lori was dead, but the fact that poor Carl had to shoot her so she didn't come back as a walker, and Rick's whole breakdown at the end. Rick just lost it. He totally lost it, and he's going to be feeling some kind of way because it's basically his fault for letting Andrew live and relying on the walkers to kill him. Yep. That's true. Yep. If he had just point-blank killed him, T-Dog would still be alive, Carol would be alive and not presumed dead, and Herschel could have did a proper C-section on Lori. Okay, that last one wasn't necessary, but it would have spared his son the burden of having to shoot his mama. Mm -hmm. But I really want to kill Andrew again. If that's your house, why the hell would you let loose more walkers in your house, idiot? Mm -hmm. I'm glad Oscar shot him. It was a tough decision, but of those two, Rick was the least crazy. And after seeing um, that he had a kid and pregnant woman with him, he probably totally understood his motivation. Oscar understood the desire to protect your family. That was the first thing he was asking after when they got out of the cafeteria, his family. Hopefully he won't get killed anytime soon. And Axel will be real useful keeping the cars tuned and whatnot. You know, I didn't think about that, but yeah, yeah. Axel is did say he worked on motorcycles and He's stuff. He's handy. Yeah. Yep. Another ep- uh, amazing episode this week. Can't wait to see next week. The ramifications of this episode is going to haunt them for quite some time. <clears throat> and then Merle is going to pop up looking for his baby brother. It's going to be good. Until next time, Shalita. P.S. Sorry for the long-ass email, Sister J, but I really couldn't help it. <laughs> P.S.S. Nice to see you on Get Glue, Sister K. <laughs> Thank you, Shalita, for that long-ass email, girl. Thank you, girl. Shalita. But that was good, yeah. Those were some good comments, and yeah. Oh, she actually has another continuation. Sorry, oh, I missed Lord. that part. She said, after listening to the last two podcasts, Sister K's theory that the governor shot down the helicopter was very interesting. I'm sure um, they sure were there really quick. 
Yeah. And if Michonne is beheading zombies, then there are a whole lot of zombie heads rolling around the countryside. Yeah. <laughs> that is like true. chop off their head. That's true, because they'd still technically be alive, wouldn't mm-hmm. they? Um, I totally missed the governor's hoe in his room. Laugh out loud. Remember oh, what yeah. said? How did you miss that hoe? He yeah. got up from his bed to go see them little heads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and a quick note on... on um, this upcoming episode, which we'll save until after Thank you. Um, we talk about it. So right. that's Shalita. That's uh, the email from Shalita. Thank you, Shalita, for Thank that you, long Shalita. email. The long mm-hmm. as email. Okay, let's get to say the word. Yes. Whew, this is a this is a good episode. Yeah, it was good, but once again, you know, damn. I could skip all the scenes with Andrea and the governor. I really could. She's yeah. just getting on my nerves so so royally. But well, but I mean, they have a they have a a a, a, a barbecue out there partying. It, yeah, partying in the daytime. And, but you know what? Her whole demeanor, though, if you notice, even how she interacts with Merle, it's all it, it's so sexualized. It's getting on my nerves. Yeah, it's really getting on my nerves because she's a grown ass woman. Come on now. That's what Shalina was saying. She's flirting with everybody. Yeah, I mean, little Merle, Lord, not Merle. Uh, what's his name? Will. What's it? Who? Will who? Uh, Milton. Oh, Milton, the scientist. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he's t- bringing her a cool drink. She's just flirting with everybody. I know. Who's she getting on her? Anyway, okay, so you know, so, and yeah. she's asking him about what's going to happen uh, uh, for the evening, and he says, "Well, you know what." Mere words cannot adequately describe what's, what's going to happen this evening. Yeah, the activities this mm-hmm. evening. I thought to myself, oh, spare uh, The only thing I really liked about that scene is Michonne's face. She's looking at them like, like, are you kidding me? No, the best part of that whole scene is when Michonne rolled her eyes, turned around, and walked away, and she... Her, her shoulder bumped into that guy, and that guy was looking at her like, "Hey!" And she gave him this evil eye, like, and she just strutting like, what on. What you gonna do? Like she just strutting on, like yep. I can't be bothered with you. That girl is too tough. I like her. Mm, I do. But meanwhile, we got the governor, crazy ass governor, governor, crazy ass in his house, brushing some little girl's hair. And then we see a... Now, this was so nasty to me. It was nasty. I went... I could not believe it. He's just brushing her hair. And y'all already know it's probably going to be a damn zombie anyway. You don't know that. Well, I kind of figure. But then a big chunk of her scalp and hair came out. Come off. And I was like, what the shit? That's when you knew it was a walker. Walker kid. But the way he had her dressed up was... Amazing. He had a straight jacket type shirt on her. Yeah. So, you know, even when she did start struggling, he was ready. But the thing is, how he got her to sit there to even do that? Probably because she's a child. I don't know. I don't know, but that's a good question. But did you notice, though, when she got to be too unruly, he put that bag over her head and held her really tight and she calmed down. She did seem to calm down. She calmed down. Mm-hmm. Enough for him to throw her back in that room. Well, and as he's struggling with her, yeah, he looks out the blinds, and there's Michonne looking up at him. Yeah, that was too tough. And I, at that point, I thought, okay, Michonne, I'm worried for her because 
Mm. You know, who knows what he do? Well, but that's true. That also what went through my mind was see there that's why you close your fucking blinds i know don't be because he's standing right there looking at her and she's looking at him like she could see him yeah see and i thought to myself you should have closed your damn curtains Mm. well i was worried that he would do something to michonne because he doesn't want people to know i mean I, i wonder who knows that penny's even in there nobody knows yeah. Only him. See, and so they're not. Not that, even Milton knows. See, that's what made me worry for mm-hmm. Michonne's safety at that point. And, and uh, to me, not even henchmen's, because trust me, no one goes in his personal quarters but him. Right. See, and, without him there. Right. And you know, so that nobody knows about that little room. But in the meantime, we back at the prison. And poor Rick. He, I mean, it, but we're back right where we left the, yeah. the other episode. Yeah. Baby's crying. Rick is freaked out. Freaked out. He ain't hearing nobody talking. So he's grabbing, he grabs a big old axe and he goes back into that cell block. Yep. Back into the prison. Yep. And then Herschel's like, well, let me look at the baby. And he looks at her. Mm -hmm. Now to me, it's amazing that Herschel is even up walking around Mm -hmm. considering that he was. You know, his leg was just chopped off. Well, but you know what? They got the, the magic of TV. <laughs> well, but they got the bleeding stopped. And as yeah. long as you cauterize it and stuff, I mean, you know, I, I mean, he was healthy otherwise. Yeah, I guess so. So that's not amazing. Nah, I don't think so. But, of course, he pronounces the baby healthy. But, you know, of course, the baby's going to need some formula. So Maggie, Maggie uh, volunteers to go with uh, uh, Daryl. Yeah. And Glenn... Glenn says he'll go, but then when they start talking about the area they want to go to, mm-hmm. they realize the car won't fit through there. So Daryl says, well, I can take the motorcycle, take one of y'all. Yeah, I can take one, whichever one. And Daryl didn't care. Whichever one of y'all want to go, come on. Mm-hmm. Let's hurry up. Come on. Yeah. You know, because yeah. he didn't care. So, but I thought it was appropriate, though, for Maggie to go because, you know, since she had to ride on the back anyway, they needed a person who... Who wouldn't be missed at the prison? Uh, Glenn needed to stay at the prison, so so in case anything went down with some walkers or something, you know he could be there to help. I yeah. think so. So I, I thought that was appropriate. So um, they ride off. Yep. And um, then we're back at the governor yeah, in Woodbury. Back at the damn governor. Oh Lord, and he's. Oh, he's in his element because he's leading the toast to all the people. And this is what I want to know. Andrea just got her ass there. How come she always in the front of the group? <laughs> she weaves her horn yeah. to the front. She's always in the effing front of the group. Because Now, them other 75 people been there. Because we don't know them people. They all going to make sure she's in the front. <laughs> no, but that just irritated me. That irritated just me. just irritated because Andrea's there. Yeah. So while he's doing all his... And shinning and grinning is yeah. what I call it. Yeah. Shinning and grinning. Yeah. And wait, do you notice that when he grins, he looks evil? Don't need It though? looks like it's totally unnatural. Exactly. And I don't know how this actor can do that, but it makes his face look freaky to me. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Andrea lapped that shit up. But, oh, she does. You know. But he knows how to play mm-hmm. her, though. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So anyway, in the meantime, Michonne breaks or sneaks into sneaks his in. house yeah. or apartment or whatever to uh-huh. get her and she goes immediately to her his bookcase to get her sword well but it's called a katana isn't that cool yeah a katana 
So mm-hmm. you can see, and this is, I think, what makes her such a good actress is that when she gets the sword and she finally puts it on, it's like she's see, relieved. She kind of has this like half smile, like, oh, yeah, now you know, I'm fully I have dressed. my baby back, or yeah, I feel more secure. Exactly. Fu- yeah, you're, I'm fully dressed. I'm fully dressed now. Then she starts looking around at his stuff. Yeah, which is smart. And, 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 okay, when she was flipping through that journal, that freaked me out because, first of all, the very last entry in there is Penny, the little girl. All these then, names. How come every page after that is just doodle? Well, and to me, I think it means that after Penny, he it didn't care who it he was didn't that care died. About he just nobody. marks notches. Okay. For people who've died or been killed. Yeah. So I think he don't care about who it is. Because that was page after page after yes. page. So how long they been there? I don't know if they've even said. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Because I was thinking about that and I thought, dang, that's a lot. That's a lot yeah. of people. If or he's, he's just crazily marking shit down and it's not real people that he's marking. Yeah, who knows? But who knows? I don't know if it's that or if mm-hmm. he's counting. I don't know. But, so. but when she starts hearing that thumping in the room, and yeah, I like that too. Where she, oh, let me go see. She went and took a got a knife and she was going to jimmy that door. Yep, she was. But then the governor and Merle and uh, Milton came to get some liquor. Yeah, I guess some more liquor. Some cases of liquor, so she had to hide, you know. And the, and Milton's trying to tell him, look, why are we, you know, why you, we're using the generator yeah, for ice and stuff. Wasting resources. Yeah, I need that for some of my experiment, experiments. So, mm-hmm. you know, the gov- he's trying to talk the governor into postponing what's going to, their event of the uh-huh. evening. And he's like, oh, no, we're not oh, doing that. No, we're not doing it. In the meantime, Michonne goes out the window. Right, she gone. She gone. And she finds this. Like abandoned little. It's an industrial courtyard bu- building with right. a bunch of walkers locked up in there. Mm-hmm. Locked. I up. love this scene. I love this. I love this and her scene. Face. Her when face. When she sees him, she's like, huh. "Okay." Oh, she was just like breaks in her that element. lock and mm-hmm. steps back and lets them out. And when they was coming out, they just zoom in on her face, like, mm-hmm. and she's she's just looking at him like. Mm-hmm. And she kills them all. Kills her. them all. And I like the the angle of the camera where she's standing there with her little sword dripping with the blood uh-huh. and everything. And then then they show it from behind this other worker coming, and he's bringing out the guts and stuff from from the to barn or, yeah. or whatever. And uh, he just drops it like, "What the? <laughs> oh no!" And she's oh, looking at him hell, like, "Who is mm. this?" You know, that was good scene. That was a very good scene. So then, we get back to the prison. No, we get back to the governor. Damn. After that. Oh, you're right. Yep. After that, the next scene is we're back at the governor, and he's he's well, he's got Michonne now, right? Well, he he's supposed to be chastising her about you know you went through my personal things and everything, and he said you know I. I praised you for your fearlessness and, you know, you really dispatched them, them biters, as they call them, you know, quick at everything. And I know you're skilled and that's why I want you to join our research team. And she tell him well, in no uncertain words, hell no. He, and and uh, wait a minute, he says something like, he, he questions her something like, you know, 
You can't be going through people's personal things. No, that's not what he says. He <clears throat> he is telling her that he likes that she's not afraid of the walkers that's and that true. she's got her own mind. And then um, he says it's good that you you know have that strongness in yourself. And she says, "Well, who's?" She says, "Penny." The name. No, she Penny. says, "Like Penny." Yeah, like Penny. And you see his face change. Uh-huh. He tries to play it off. He's like, "Oh." Well, if you know who she is, you know how much I cared for her or love her. Love her. That's what mm-hmm. he said. And, then and she he said, said, and she said, oh, I bet you say that to all, all the, girls. the girls. Yeah. And then he got mad. Well, then that's when he gets up and he says, you know, and I was going to about to give you your sword back because I really want you to join our team. Mm-hmm. He, he, he calls them research team. My research oh, team. Oh, they ain't doing no as research. As he kind of walks up behind her with her sword mm-hmm. in his hands. So before, so go ahead. Well, I mean, you know, he's trying to. So while he's trying to talk her into that. Right. She jumps up, snatches. I mean, but this was so good because it was so quick. He didn't even know the shit was happening. Uh Uh-uh. She, it was one fluid movement. She jumped up from that chair, turned around the back of the chair, grabbed that sword, had it out of the case, and pointed to his neck. I mean, but it it was touching his skin. And she could see it in her face. She wanted to run him through. And he was scared there for a minute. And I liked how they left it on that scene for a minute. They didn't just leave the. the And nobody said nothing. He was scared for a minute. She was digging it in there, too. Yeah! She was and then, the, but the thing I loved about that scene is as he's looking at her like, "Oh shit," she's looking at him and her lips quivering, but it's more like, huh, "Motherfucker, I got you now. What I you got to say it. now?" And she starts backing up, like, "Yeah, I could kill you if I want to, but I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna let you go." Oh no! But the way she did it is the way yes. that. People who don't sell wolf tickets, but they can kick your ass. That's the way they do. Mm-hmm. She backed up. She kind of did a, in my opinion, a backward walking strut. Like she struts around there. Uh-huh. She put that thing back in, uh, that sword back in its sleeve. And she looked at him like, shit. You know, and then uh-huh. she rolled her eyes and turned around and went. <laughs> Walked out. <laughs> Walked out the door. And I love that he was grabbing his neck like, oh, oh shit. Shit. And so then Merle comes in, of course, and says, what was that about? And he says, well, uh, I don't think she's going to be coming over. Go get me Andrea. That's when he started that, you know, planting that shit in her mind. Right. In her malleable, stupid mind. Uh, Andrea gets on my nerves. Oh, Lord. Anyway. I wanted her to punch Andrea mm-hmm. out. So then we back at the prison, and Oscar and Axel are trying to offer their help to... Glenn to dig in these three graves. Mm-hmm. And Glenn was, in essence, trying, you know, being real snotty to him and everything and kind of hinted that shit. We should have killed all y'all first. No, what? Well, <laughs> you know, he's thinking. Oscar and Axel are both trying to say, we're sorry about your friends mm-hmm. because we know that, you know, y'all were close. Y'all have been through a lot together. And Glenn is telling him, you know, T Dog saved me from a hundred different times. You exactly. know, saved me a different times. He was the best. So then he sees Herschel up on the hill, so he up on the other side of the fence. Yep. And so he tells him, Yeah, I need two more graves. Goes up and talks to Herschel, and that's when he tells Herschel, Yeah, you know what? Part of me wishes that we would have killed them all on sight. Yep. I'll love you. And and we could um still have 
T Dog and Carol. And who was the other one that got Lori? Oh yeah, Lori, sorry. Mm-hmm. See, I've already done forgot but see, about her ass. Those are just empty graves. Ain't nobody's in there. No, they ain't gonna put no bodies in there. Because they they ate well, up. They could probably find their bones or something. No, those walkers ate them up. So then Glenn says to Herschel he would trade any number of people for one of the group, one of their group. Mm -hmm. And um, Herschel, which I thought was kind of cute, grabs Glenn's hand through the fence, kind of like a show of support. Yeah. And, you know, Glenn kind of, his face doesn't crack, but he kind of just kind of walks off. So I I kind of like that scene. That was a good scene. Mm -hmm. That was a good scene. So then we get back to the fucking Woodbury. And the governor and... Andrea, and he, he's telling Andrea that Michonne is scaring all the other people, so, yeah, you know. That she put a knife... I, I don't want to make a lead, but hey, something got to go. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. of course, Michonne wants to leave. She's packing her shit. Mm-hmm. And Andrea wants to stay. And well, he does tell her... He does tell Andrea that Michonne is scaring some of the residents, and she's killed up all these walkers. She slaughtered all of our walkers. True. And Andrea looks at him like, well, what you doing having captive walkers and did you see what he said well i don't have time to explain now i got my reasons he yeah. never did say nothing and the bitch didn't even demand an answer nope shit she want his you know what so right so after that then next thing we know then andrea's kind of fussing at michonne talking about look you know we always said we wanted someplace safe and everything this is safe it's clean it's a nice environment I don't think you need to go. I don't think we should leave. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. And, and Michonne's trying to tell her, look, people don't leave this place. They don't leave. Yeah, yeah. they say that you're free to <clears throat> come and go, but nobody leaves. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. And so, so we can go ahead and move on to when they try to start walking out. Okay. And they're attempting to leave. Right. It's still daytime. Right. With their bags. And Merle kind of stops him at the gate and is like, what, what's going on here? And and Michonne says, see, they, I told you they don't let you leave. Mm-hmm. So Merle goes to talk to, um, oh, and this is, did you catch what he called the dude on the wall? When he turned around and says, well, let me go talk to him for a minute. Mm. Give me a minute. And he walks over to the wall and says, hey, Brownie. That's that big black dude. No, it was the Hispanic guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that Hispanic guy. Who I don't think we ever get his name. We don't ever get his name. At least I don't recall it. Mm-mm. And I'm like, no, he didn't call well, him that. He's a redneck. Yep. So anyway, um, he Andrew goes over there and is like, what's the problem? We were, we were told we could come and go at any time we want to. And Murrah with his old high and mighty ass is like, back up. The back your ass. He's talking about... Only thing he didn't back, say was bitch. Back up, back your ass up. <laughs> but he looked at her like she was some trash and said, back up. You too damn close. Too damn close. So she backed on up too. And then, of well, course, they opened up the gate though. Yeah, and so Michonne says, you know, let's let's go. And Andrew's like, look, I am tired. I, you know, 
this is not surviving being out on the road eating twigs and shit. Mm-hmm. I am tired, which is the only thing that's really made sense from her for the whole effing season. Because mm-hmm. I can understand her, you know, somebody being tired well, of running. And she just got over being sick, too. Right. So that's the only thing to me that made sense mm-hmm. for her to say. I am tired. I, I, I just want to stop running. And I feel like we have a good thing here. And Michelle's like, are you coming? You know, come... I don't trust it. No, she's you a- can trust me. And then Andrea says, well, yeah, let's talk about you. And did you see the look on Michonne's face? Mm-hmm. She looked so hurt. Yeah. When, and she was like, what about me? And the way she looked at Andrea with like kind of like not meeting her eye gaze mm-hmm. and all this stuff. I was like, okay, that really hurt her feelings for Andrea to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what about you? We was walking all over town, ta- you know, all over. I don't know nothing about you hardly mm-hmm. about these walkers well, that we had. you know she saved your ass Thank you. all this damn time. Mm-hmm. Ungrateful bitch. So then I Ooh, love Michonne that just said, are, are you, you coming, coming or, or not? not? Boom. And then when when Andrea just said, don't give me no ultimatums, she said, fine, you slow me down anyway. Yep. And she strutted on out the gate. Good girl, Michonne. Yeah. Good for you. And I was surprised to let her leave because I thought they were going to let her walk out. And then, and then shoot her in the back shoot her. of something. That's what I thought Only they were reason do. they didn't do that shit because Andrea was still standing there. Yeah, and That's people the were only around. reason. Yeah, and it was daytime. And people were And around. all their channels, people were out. Yeah. They were having a barbecue. That's what helped her. That's the only reason. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, they would have ambushed her. Because you know so. what happened later. But anyway. Well, anyhow, we ain't talking about that. All right. So, in, so after all that, though, in the meantime, while they dealing with Andrea and shit, Glenn, bless his heart, is following a trail of dead walkers trying to find Rick. Oh, Lord. Rick gone. Just leave him alone, Glenn. Just leave him alone. Well, he finds out. Yeah, he finds Rick. And, of course, he's trying to talk Rick into coming on back out. You know, Yeah. Uh, we all waiting for you. You got a little baby dot up there and down there. Thing. I tell you, Rick is gone, though. He grabbed him like he didn't know who he was and yeah. slammed him up against that wall. And didn't say shit, either. Didn't say a Just word. Just looked at him. Just look, and I like that they're doing it. this where they're letting these people, these actors, just show in their it. face what's going on without him actually saying anything. I know. That he got good. the gist, and so did Glenn. And I thought, oh, no, don't hurt Glenn. Because I, I thought he was going to at least hit Punch him or, him or something. something. Yeah. yeah. But he didn't. So he, he flings Rick, or excuse me, he flings, flings Glenn, Glenn and keeps walking deeper into Deeper the into it. And Glenn, you know, bless his heart. I mean, he did what any other person would do. He, he went on out. I leave his ass alone. So he <laughs> went on back out. He working through some shit. <laughs> we gonna let him go on and work through it. Oh, and then, okay, while, while uh, uh, that's going on, back at the Woodbury, that's when Milton, Merle, and that research team, they driving a tow truck to this to this pit-like place, you know, off away from the perimeter of the camp. Yeah. And they have a pit where, uh, just like in Africa when they trap animals and stuff, they trap walkers. So they hoisted up this big old huge, like, uh, cargo net, and there's three or four walkers in there. Well, did you notice this big-ass machine that's making noise? Yeah. Which I was like, why? Who's got this shit set up? Because it it calls for walkers. walkers, Yeah. And then they fall down in that pit where they can't get out. They was catching them on purpose. Yeah. And then, so they picked one of them. They picked one that they could use, and and, uh, Merle is pulling out his teeth. Yeah. Damn. Because they wanted ones that were feisty. Yeah, they wanted feisty ones that's pulling out their teeth. And we still don't know why, but, but we're going to get there. Yeah, we're we coming up on it. 
So then uh, Maggie and Daryl finally locate this abandoned daycare center. Now, okay. <sighs> I don't like it when they this have to This is go. my least favorite scenes of the whole thing. First of all, oh, man. It was too damn contrived. Oh, they just happened to find a daycare center. Why that, not? That happened to have formula that's still good. Oh, please. Well, in reality, like we've talked about before, we think it's only been a full year maybe since Probably. all this happened. Formula stays good for several years, don't it? Well, and I, even if it's I old, guess. are they going to say no to it? That's They're going to still feed it to the baby. That's true. But I don't know. There, just, should be, there should be tons of daycares around where they are. Well, I just felt, I don't know. I just felt like, oh, I was rolling my eyes the whole time. What? I yeah. like this. The oh. only thing I don't like is when they have to go into these buildings and they don't know what's well, in there. I mean, but they have to. Yeah. And they're just, and they're walking room to room. And I'm keep thinking something's going to jump out. So that's the only thing that freaks me out about mm-hmm. it. You know, and I didn't want anything to happen to Daryl or Maggie. Me either. You know, so that's what, you know, kind of made me anxious about but the scene. at least they killed a possum for dinner. I wouldn't eat that damn thing. Oh, yeah, you would. No. Yeah, because that's meat. No. Oh, See, pos- this is what I want to know, too. Hey, possum stew is a, is, for people that live out on farms and stuff, that's, that's like a, a normal thing. Well, I don't live on no farm. Well, but I'm so. just saying. I mean, it's not unheard of. I'm just saying, I don't know about eating any animals, because this is what I want to know. Remember in the first episode, or second episode, really, when Rick goes to Atlanta, he finds that tank, and there's some dead people on the top of the tank, and there's birds eating the people. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't the birds then be zombie birds? Evidently not. So, this possum has lived, he's probably munched on a dead walker or something, and wouldn't that disease or whatever be in the meat of this animal? Evidently not. Well, see, maybe I'm getting thinking too much about it, but that I possum so. looked nasty, mean, and he. Well, and I was but, thinking, I would not eat that stuff. Yeah, people eat possums all the time. I mean, even today, all the time. Ugh. Anyway, okay. Oh, can we just stop, finish up on Woodbury? Let's just finish Yeah, Woodbury. let's just finish Woodbury. So, the governor and Andrea... I mean, Andrea's sitting on a park bench or some shit in the town, and the governor's there. Well, he's trying to console her, Right, but when he sat down, did you see, while she's kind of looking off in the distance, he's looking at her, and he looked her up and down. Down. I mean, up and down. Because he sized her up. mm. Oh, yeah, well. Yeah, let me hook this one. Yeah, I don't need my little uh, 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 prostitute. Today, thank that, you. Tonight, yeah. She probably mm-hmm. wasn't even a prostitute. Well, she just was somebody there. Anyway, so he, he, he tells her, look, you know, to get your mind off it, I know she was a good friend of yours. You went through a lot together. And I know you're sad, but look, to get your mind off it, let's go on to this gladiator fight. Final That's event. But mm-hmm. she still ain't telling her what it is. Mm-mm. And so they get there, and there's a whole crowd going, and... Everybody's cheering, and the next thing they know, the lights come on, and they've got chained up walkers mm-hmm. in a little bitty makeshift arena, and there's yep. Merle and... Martinez. Is that his name? Yep. That's the guy on the wall then. Mm-hmm. So Martinez and Merle are about to have a little gladiator fight. 
with zombies or walkers as the added element of mm. entertainment. And and that's why they wanted the feisty zombies yep. or walkers and took their teeth out. And, but, you know, <clears throat> when you look at it, just looking at it for what it is, it was really pretty neat. What? They, yeah, because they had the walkers chained in three spots around this little fighting area. And it's just like with wrestling. You know, when you wrestle, if you go outside the lines, then you lose. Well, if you get outside their little area, a walker going to get you because they're going to grab you. And as the fight went on, then the people standing there behind the walkers, they let the chains out. No, it was um, Tim, the Asian guy who was letting the chain well, out. Well, but they said let the chains out. Yeah. So Which meant that the walkers, right, the walkers had more more uh, uh, area. To, to, hey, I thought that was pretty good for a fight. Uh, well... Except that, you know, of course, Merle's cheater. He's a cheater. He's, he's pushing the dude into the walkers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Of course, he didn't let any of them bite him. Although, I, I wonder if they would have tried to bite him if that would have done anything because they don't have any teeth. I don't know. But, you know, those gums, people can gum food and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and, of course, Andrea's feigning like she's just so upset because it's so barbaric. How yeah. could you do such like a you're, barbaric you're thing? Teaching people, it's not enough to be scared of. <coughs> yeah, they're not dangerous. Mm. And but she sits her ass back down. <laughs> yeah, she stays there, don't she? Yeah, she stayed there. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and the other thing I found funny is when Merle, of course, wins, he beats Martinez. Right. And when he does, he does his countdown in Spanish. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. But he, I mean, he's a redneck. He does that taunting shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so back at the prison, Daryl and Maggie have rushed in, and they, of course, they got the baby formula and everything, and so, and so, um, baby crying, hollering. the baby hollering because it's hungry and stuff, and so they mix up some formula right quick. This is one of my favorite scenes. Daryl takes the baby. Daryl takes the baby Even girl. Even before he starts feeding yeah. her, but did you know that quiet she down. quieted down yeah. when Daryl was holding the baby girl? It was the most precious little thing, and he was so proud too. And then so he took the bottle and was feeding the little baby, and he's calling her ass kicker. <laughs> well, he he's just kind of looking around because he's kind of grinning. But did you notice how everybody... Did you notice Oscar's face? Everybody was looking... Oscar lo- looked like, oh, man, this is like, oh, home week or something, you know. And Axel was just I grinning. It was... Had I love that scene. thought Daryl looked cuter or sexier than in that scene. Well, I have to admit, though, he looked really cute he in that did. scene. He did. Holding that baby. Holding the baby girl. I was girl. like, oh, I can see what people talk about now. Well, he kind of dirty, but hey. Well, but that was dirty. right. But that was but yeah, so he's like, cute. He asked Carl if they had a name yet, and he's mm-hmm. like, and he kind of runs through. He ran through all the all, women like, who have been uh, Amy, killed. Jackie, yep. Jackie, Sophia, Laura, and, and he said Laura. When he said Sophia, though, I know. and then Carol, Daryl's face kind of changed I know it. a little bit. I know it because the Sophia thing really affected him, mm-hmm. and of course, then the Carol thing. Yeah, and um. So, yeah, he's like, well, well he, little if you recall, go. though, Daryl was really angry when uh, they discovered that Sophia was in that uh, barn. Right. Because Herschel knew it all the time. He knew there were some kids in there. You know, he might not have known her name was Sophia, 
But he knew there were some kids in there. Well, you know, I I don't know if we've talked about that, but I don't know that Herschel would have known. Yeah, Herschel because if, if because they showed uh, one of the other people that they had at the at the farm feeding those mm-hmm. folks. So so did they really see? Herschel's the doctor. Walker? He knew. Well, he knew. Know. But anyway. So he's feeding the baby, and they're yeah. discussing what to name it and everything. It's a little ass kicker. Yeah, and, and, and at least they got a, a little bit of calm. But then the scene changes, and we 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 find well, Rick in the boiler room. Yeah, Rick goes to the maintenance room. Oh, this the is the nasty. Oh, God. And is looking around, and there's a big old splotch of blood, but Lori is not there. Her body ain't there. And at that moment, I said, oh, my Lord, Carl did not shoot her. No. She rose up and walked off somewhere in the prison. No. But no. I didn't think was, that at all. I did. Because I saw the drag marks and but I then, thought, oh, but shit. But then he picked up something and I think it was her wedding ring maybe? It was the bullet. It oh, was the, it was the bullet. bullet that Carl okay. shot in her head. Okay. So anyway, so then he looks up and there is a walker. Gorged. Gorged with a big ass belly. Bloated, bloated Can't even belly. walk. Can't even move. He is just slumped over but his side. He had a piece of her hair coming out of his mouth. It was Ugh. stuck in his teeth. Ugh. So that lets you know what happened to Lori. Oh, well, yeah, we know what happened. Her, looking at his belly, you knew yeah. what happened. He and, had eaten her all up. Mm-hmm. There weren't even no bones. But this is the, this is the awful part. Then, of course, Rick puts his gun in the dude's mouth and blows his brains out. But then he takes a knife and he's just stabbing. He's just stabbing that stomach. So Just stabbing that stomach. It is just awful. This was one of the most nastiest. It was was nastier than when T-Dog got killed. Well, well, really the nasty part was when they had to cut Lori open. No, this was nastier. This was nastier because, and I think it's, see, see yeah. the hair coming out of his mouth. And I think so, it's because. Wait, and he's trying to reach for Rick, but he can't even. See the hair? Yeah. He oh! can't even reach. Oh, shit. <laughs> he had that woman's hair stuck in his teeth. He can't oh, even. Oh, shit. He can't even reach because his ass is it's so bloated. bloated behind eating, eating her. her. Mm. Mm-hmm. But Rick, you knew, was really off when mm-hmm. he tried to cut that out. Well, no, he was just stabbing its stomach. He was stabbing it. He wasn't Ugh. trying to cut anything out. He was just stabbing it over and over and over in the stomach. I felt like he was going to cut into her mm-hmm. to see. Mm-hmm. Lord, have mercy. That was nasty. Mm-hmm. That, I had to look mm-hmm. away from that. So then we get to the next morning. And Daryl, we see Daryl outside the the uh, prison yard, and he has put a little rose on on Carol's grave. Yeah, a little flower. Yeah, a, a little flower and stuff. And the meanwhile, Rick is you know still down in the boiler room, and he's all exhausted and everything. And uh, in his mind, he starts hearing the baby wail because you know he can't hear that baby that that far. But then all of a sudden, there's a phone in that. Boiler room, and it starts ringing. 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 And I'm thinking, what the frack? And who the hell is is calling? calling. And so Rick is, of course, stunned. So he finally makes it over there, and he picks it up. He says, hello. Hello. 
And that's and, it. And that's it. And episode. Man, that was a good episode, though. That was But a good. whole lot happened in that episode. A whole I lot. I mean, a whole lot is set up. First of all, we got to find out who the hell's on that phone. Take a drink, y'all. First of all. Oh. Yeah. Take a drink. Anyway. Who, yeah. Who, who the, the hell's hell on the phone? On the phone? How is the phone even working? Working. And where's Michonne going? And how they What's going to happen to her? that number? Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I was thinking. Where's call coming from? Who, who got the phones to work? Because I thought everything was down. Right. And I want to know where Michonne's going. What's going to happen with her? And then I want to know if they're going to go back up in that prison looking for Rick. Because at some point, I mean, they got to get him out of that boiler room. Yeah. At some point. So anyway. Okay. Okay. Well, let's. Let's did we have emails about episode five? Yes, we did. Okay. We Let's had plenty of emails. All righty. Okay. So the first one is from Just Andre. Hey, Just Andre. I said it right. Yeah. Just Andre. <laughs> hello, my sisters. Or hello again, my sisters. It's me, Just Andre. Yep. I took a short road trip this past weekend, and as I was updating my podcast for the trip, it hit me that y'all, you all were doing a Walking Dead podcast, and I had four podcasts all the way on my road trip, two and halfway back from my destination to keep me entertained. Cool. Thank you, ladies. You're welcome. I'm writing to, uh, about episode five, Say the Word. I have listened to the audiobooks, The Walking Dead and The Road to Woodbury, both released this year, so they are current, and lo and behold, they are almost staying true to the book. Good. The Gov's secret is his daughter... Uh, the governor's secret is his daughter, uh, Penny, and no one knows about her except now Michonne. Right. Also, I think that explains all the heads without bodies. They are being fed to Penny and the other walkers. Oh, that's a oh, good idea. Yeah. Still not sure why they are keeping the heads, though, unless they are just experimenting on them. Hmm. If they go into the backstory of the governor, you will see... What leads up to his sad transformation into the governor and Rick and Shane's dark sides ain't got shit on this nut job. Oh, we tell that. It will also explain the scene where Aunt, Aunt Andrea asked him his real name, but by now his sketchy ass probably doesn't remember. Hmm. I am also just also surprised to see that the zombies tied up and being kept and used for entertainment, also in the books. Not sure what that says about the people actually cheering it on. It reminds me of Spartacus without the abs and loincloths. <laughs> Laugh out loud. That lets you know the crew surrounding the governor are basically at his beck and call. No one is saying, hey, why are we feeding these zombies? And if they are, they are still doing it. So that shows you the control he has. And it also lets you know that when times are tough, you step up. And you step up, people will follow you, almost like a prophet. <laughs> if you are confident, they feel safe around you. And ba- that's basically how he runs Woodbury. No one until Michonne has basically called um, BS on the gov and bucked his authority and said she ain't right. And if they have, they are most likely not still around. Andrea's horny ass just wants to get dicked down so she's not thinking clearly. (laughs) 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 She has a thing for men in charge. She couldn't have Rick because of Lori, but she fucked Shane in the car. Yep. I'm sure she will gladly fuck the governor the first chance she gets. Absolutely. I don't think he will, though. He is too interested in keeping an eye on Michonne 
And the more he denies Andrea, the more desperate she will get and keep bumping her gums. Mm. If I was Michonne, I would have told her while I was packing. Hell, my shit would have been, would have never been unpacked. Look, bitch, I'm out and you can come with me or you can stay. I'm done talking about it and I would put on my Michonne face that does all the talking and walk right out the door. Absolutely. I also believe Michonne has sense enough to lie to Andrea about where they are going, so when she leaves, they will go in a different direction to throw them off her trail. Mm-hmm. I think Andrea's dumbass will figure out too late, she ain't right, and have to make a run for it. I think she will end up helping Michonne in some way, or either Michonne will end up running into the original Rick pack, uh, Rat Pack, and Rick is Sinatra, and tell them about the place and Andrea being left there, and that is how they will all meet up. I'm guessing this will be near the end of the season or at the cliffhanger when it goes off for a few weeks at the end of the year and Rick and the Gov meet face to face. Back to the prison. I think Lori is crawling dead. I think Carl had a relapse and pulled a fucked up, pulled a fucked up and couldn't bring himself to kill his mother, and I understand that. But I would think he would tell Maggie and make her ass do it. See, I was upset last time. Why? Because I <laughs> thought Maggie should have given Carl the baby when it came out and taken the gun and, and killed. But no, she turned around and walked away with the baby. Well, what difference did it make? To make the boy kill his own mama? Yeah, but, but Carl had already been there. Carl had already been with the men protecting the group yeah. by shooting walkers and stuff. She too. Well, her too, that's true, but... I didn't fault her for that, though. No. Okay, he says, I just think the way Rick is acting, he will wind up finding Lori crawling around with her shit hanging out. (laughs) Oh, Lord. And wind up having to kill her, but he won't tell Carl, or at least he won't tell the others. I know um, Carol isn't dead. I just got that feeling when Carl said she wanted to name the baby Sophia and then thought about all the others and called their names, not wanting anyone to feel left out. But I think it will end up being called Sophia. Carol will show back up some kind of way and take over motherly duties of the new baby girl. I also think showing Daryl put the flower on a grave made you think it was for Carol also, even though there is no body. Also, ain't it funny to find baby formula? Just kind of odd that that was the only thing really left in the cabinet and a possum. Thank you. That's what you said, That's what I said. I mean, uh, odd is not the word I would use. It was just too fantastical. Really, Daryl? Can't run over a rabbit or shoot squirrels? Just saying. Not <laughs> out loud. I also thought for sure that they went in the kitchen and the split door just had the bottom part shut. There would be a zombie baby crawling on the floor. <laughs> See, I thought that too. Also, after hearing Sister Kay say she would throw her yapping ass dogs out the door Aww. if a zombie attack happened, PETA would be all up in your ass, knee-deep if everyone survived, laugh out loud. Yep. Why haven't we seen any dogs or cats or any creatures, for that matter, running around zombified? Because they, they done bit them up. Are, some have gotten bitten and not devoured completely. Just thought it was odd. See, I think that's odd, too. That there's, I don't think we've seen a dog or cat. I know we've seen horses and cows mm-hmm. um, from the farm, but we haven't really seen any other animals besides birds. Um, this seems like the best season so far. It is getting better and better. A few words from the past episodes I want to comment on after I listened. Y'all heifers, especially you, Sister J, don't have a heart. Laugh out loud. <laughs> the last ten minutes or so, I, along with my other gays on the chat board, was swollen with tears watching Lori, not her ass, 
Not her ass dying, just her words to her little brat. Oh, hell and no. And then Rick losing it at the end just did me in. Oh, Lord. See, I thought it was sad, too. I did not. I said, hurry up, bitch. Hurry down. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> hurry up. Get gone. I think with everything that has happened, having to kill Shane and Lori being pregnant with this kid and now Lori dying on top of all the fighting and death of friends, R.I.P. T-Dog, he finally broke and it had to come out. It's like you hurt so much and feel helpless that you can't do anything and it hurts to even move and you can't express yourself because nothing comes out. You've seen our people at funerals who just fall all over the place. Some in grief, yep. others just for attention. That's how I seen Rick. Also the guilt that he never forgave Lori or made up with her. He was just mad at her and the situation, but he still loved her and now he doesn't have a chance to tell her. True. But if my hunters are true, she will come crawling and growling along. <laughs> And he will say what needs, he needs to say all teary-eyed and snot-nosed while she is thinking about a Rick sandwich before he blows her head off. Oh, Lord. I don't think so now because I really think that's... I thought that at first when her body wasn't there, but after seeing that... Uh-uh, that zombie ate her up. zombie, he, she gone. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, when they did come across T-Dog and then uh, Carol's scarf, T-Dog was half-eaten up, too. He was... He was his, yeah, it was, skin was all gone. Yeah, it was disintegrated. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that they be eating him. I hated to see T Dog go out like that after he finally looked like he was going to get some more lines. I know both of you sisters have seeped into my subconscious, and like True Blood, when someone black gets killed, <laughs> I just hear Sister J cussing like a motherfucker. <laughs> what? They can't have two black people on the screen. Can't have two time? damn black people what? on. What? They met their minority quota. What? Can't have more than one black person on their payroll, and I just mm. crack up. It's true, <laughs> but it's but it's life. Um, but it's life. But T Dog's character was basically just muscle to help fight. Mm-hmm. They became friends, but the others were family: Rick, Carl, Lori, Herschel, and daughters. Fucking Maggie, Glenn, or most almost fucking Daryl and Carol. But it is odd. One black guy dies and is replaced, quote unquote, by another. Mm-hmm. But hey, that's another black person working in Hollywood. And T-Dog will go on to better things, but at least his character died a hero. Well, P.S. Mm-hmm. Who the hell is ringing on Ma Bell? Ain't it the truth? Wonder if somewhere they're trying to get things restored and someone is trying to reach out, or maybe someone else is fucking with Rick. But my guess is Rick is hallucinating. I also seen the guy who plays Daryl on Anderson. Giggles like a schoolgirl Cooper. And he was explaining that all the arrows are digitally put in. <laughs> oh, I just, I just, it just hit me what he's talking about. Anderson, Anderson giggled like a schoolgirl Cooper. Cooper. Ain't that the truth? He is the silliest little gay person I've ever seen. He was explaining that all the arrows are digitally put in. He pulls out one, puts it in the bow, pulls back, and then he drops it on the floor. And they use the computer for the rest, most likely for safety. He also has to run over and stab the arrow into whatever it is he is shooting pull it out, and they digitally edit that. He said it is heavy, though, but it helps his arm stay in shape. Mm-hmm. Laugh out loud. Yeah, because he's built, though. He is built. Thanks again for all the laughs, and sorry for the long-ass long email. email. It took me longer to write it than you to read it, though. Laugh out loud. If I drank, I would be drunk as hell listening to your podcast <laughs> back-to-back. <laughs> Just Andre. Thank you, Just Andre, for that long-ass email. Oh, Lord, that was a long-ass one. But that was some very good points, though. Very good. And but, he, I, hey, I'm sorry. I can't cry for no Lori. And, and that whole 10-minute scene with her, it, it was just annoying to me. Hurry up and get it done. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
the way I see it. Shit. And he actually had a second email add-on where he said, Uh-oh. just watch the Talking Dead show that airs after The Walking right. Dead. And the director said that the zombie with the big belly, whom some thought may be Lori, that Rick stabbed, actually had just eaten Lori. Yep. He had dragged her around the corner and you could see hair and whatnot in his hand. That's what I said. I guess it I was wrong thing. about Carl. Maybe there will be a former shrink in Woodbury for him to talk to. <laughs> Honey, because yet all of them going to need some counseling. Mm, all mm, of them. <laughs> they going to definitely need something. Thank you, just Andre. Thank you for that email. Okay, our next email is from Stephen. Hey, Stephen. Hello again, sisters. I just wanted to send a quick email to say I am listening and really enjoying the new podcast. We are only a week behind the U.S. airing here in the U.K., unlike True Blood Season 5, which is currently airing here in the U.K. now, too. Oh, cool. I hope to send in some more feedback as the season goes on, even though it might be a week late compared to the U.S. airing. That's okay. Although life is hectic at the moment, as I have just proposed to my girlfriend, and we are currently in the middle of buying a house, too. Keep up the good work, sisters. Stephen from Ormskirk, England. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. And congratulations. On your engagement. Yeah, that's awesome. That's exciting. Yeah, that is. That's very sweet. And buying a house, that's stressful. I know, it is. So, And, and we don't care if your comment is a week later. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, send them in. We'll read it when we get We'd it. We'd love to hear what you think. Yes. Congratulations to you Congrats, and your fiancé. Oh, and you know what? I just realized that there is another email that we got in between our the episodes, okay. and I forgot to read it. And okay. This one is from James. Hey, James. Hey, sisters. So glad to be able to drive again listening to your discussions on <laughs> Fringe and now The Walking Dead. I have to say that as much as I love the first two episodes, this one was amazing. And he's talking about episode four, where <laughs> yeah. everybody dies. It was almost as... it was. It was as good as almost any other show I love and is beginning to crack the upper echelon of shows for me where The Wire and Game of Thrones currently rule. Exactly. It's awesome. It is awesome. The characters have been great and the way they handled T-Dog going out was heroic. Yeah. And I really like the way the prisoners have been worked into the Mm storyline. While I knew the one prisoner never died when Rick left him in the yard, I didn't think he would cause this much havoc. Rick was great, and watching Herschel hop away as fast as he could. (laughs) (laughs) Herschel was hopping. He was hopping. He was moving. I know that Sister J has been pining for Lori's death. Mm. Death. I almost teared up when it was obvious she wouldn't be with us anymore. She had become annoying, but since Carl used to bother the hell out of me until this season, (laughs) I held out hope that I would like Lori again as well. No. Knowing that she was willing to sacrifice herself and give Car- and gave Carl good words to go forward with was redeeming from my perspective. Mm. Watching Carl take the responsibility to ensure his mom didn't become a walker was a great moment. Finally, the prisoners left. Um, the prisoners left chose the right side, and I look forward to seeing how they interact with the rest when Rick recovers, unless he just goes straight crazy. <laughs> Sister J, sorry for the long email, but other than wondering who will be lactating for the new baby, <laughs> I am eager to follow the rest of the season. <laughs> I hope you ladies are enjoying it as well, and thanks for continuing to put out excellent podcasts. I hope... um um. Yeah, thanks for continuing to put out excellent podcasts that are as good and often better than the shows you share. Love ya, JD. 
James. Thank you, James, for that. Thank yeah, you, James. that long ass email, but that's okay. That's all right. Well, you know, I, oh, oh, okay. I'm just glad the Lori story is gone. So, yeah, yeah. We'll, hear, we'll probably still hear about her. And you time. know, I do agree with your comment in that um, last season, Carl was very annoying. Ooh, very. But maybe that's a, 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 a reason why they hadn't matured this season. Because so many people complain, maybe, because he was obnoxious. Well, he's just all over the damn yeah. place. You know, I mean, it's a zombie world, and, and, and he's just running around all by himself all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. Our next email is from Jackie. Hey, Jackie. Hi, lovely sisters. First of all. Yep. Take Gold. a drink. I call bullshit on that walker's belly getting that huge <laughs> and distended from <laughs> eating Lori. As if that skinny bitch had that much meat on her bones. Let's be real, show. Seeing a lock of Lori's brown hair on that walker's nasty mouth was disgusting. It was. Still, I guess that's going to be what it, I'll look like in a food coma after Thanksgiving anyway. Mm-mm. All bloated and grunting and gross. I think a million female viewers and some male viewers might have spontaneously ovulated after seeing Daryl feeding the baby. <laughs> <laughs> That was cute. All right, though, because I it kind of clicked something in my mind. Oh Lord! Animaeus would have whipped those walkers into shape for the Walker Fight Club Thunderdome Gladiator fight. He sure would have. I guess if you give the masses food, shelter, and entertainment, they'll be docile enough to control. Mm -hmm. Good film is shown for snatching back her katana and getting the hell out of Dodge. That's right. Stupid Andrea, you know that bitch is totally dickmatized. Yep. After Michonne saved her dumbass for eight months, mm-hmm. Andrea forgot the cardinal rule of female friendships. Chicks before dicks. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> no, well. That's right. Real hoes don't follow that edict. No, Jackie. they don't. There was no way that she was going to actually leave Woodbury wearing that flimsy white blouse, flashing her black bra strap anyway. Mm. Did you ladies also wince when the governor brushed that bloody clump of hair? Oh, yes. From his daughter's head? Dude, you need to get your kids some detangling spray like now. <laughs> Walker or no, that shit has to hurt. Ooh, Lord. As always, thanks for an awesome podcast, ladies. Can't wait to hear your and everyone else's feedback, Jackie. Thank you, Jackie, for Thank that you, email. Jackie. <laughs> That's funny. That was funny. But yeah, uh, that scene with Daryl feeding the baby and holding the baby, that, that, that was just one of the best scenes of the whole episode, I think. It was. That was a really good it scene. It was a good scene. Mm-hmm. Very good scene. Okay, our next email is from, uh, let's see. Looks like it's from Manny. Hey, Manny. Hey, hey, ladies. Now, I know you two are still recovering from the death of Lori and finishing off your bottles of champagne. <laughs> and, but although we all knew her demise was coming, it was really gruesome and awful to see what happened to her body. <laughs> Now, that was enough for me. I think that counts as the most disgusting moment of the season. Last season season being the walker being pulled out of the wall. Out Mm. of the well, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Rick going on a rampage was, for me, a moment to step back and look at his character evolution since the show began. This is a guy who lost his marriage even before he went into a coma, lost weeks of his life, his best friend whom he was forced to kill, his hope with the death of Sophia... 
and now his wife, whose body was eaten. I think the writers are doing a great job with his character and progressing him into madness in a very smart way that, unlike some other shows, force storylines down your throat as if we are incapable of understanding the points they're trying to make. Now let's talk about Michonne and Andrea. I know you ladies are probably having a hard time with Andrea and want her dead next. I, mm-hmm. I don't want her dead, but I want her to wake the F up. I want her bit. <laughs> Hell yeah, I want her bit. I don't blame you at all, but I do understand her character, and I love that the governor so easily brought up the tension between the two ladies. We've all heard the saying, if it's too good to be true, then it probably isn't. But Andrea at least has a point in that Michonne hasn't been communicating with her in the right way. Now, Andrea might run her mouth as soon as Michonne told her something, but I think there is a difference between saying something to someone and actually having them listen. You can't always say to somebody, bitch, let's go, and not expect them to ask, what happened, what's wrong? Mm. (laughs) Michonne, my young Viola Davis lookalike, in my opinion, could have played her shit a little differently. What do you bet something is going to happen to Michonne and Andrea is going to be left feeling devastated? If that happens, I say great writing once again. I hope nothing happens to Michonne. I hope nothing happens to Michonne, but I got a different take on this shit. But go ahead. No, that's all he says about Michonne and Andrea. Do you want to go ahead? With yeah, because see, let's be real. Because that's what Sister Speak do. And that is, that bitch, the reason why she let Michonne go on soon as they got to Woodbury is because they're going to stick together. Then white folks going to stick together. Oh. Here she is with a white man, white people, white group. Yeah, they got some black folk here and there, but trust me, they gonna, she going to always believe him. Now, Michonne saved her ass, kept her alive for over eight months. They get to Woodbury, governor say, jump, she jumped. Hell no. That bitch need to get bit. How ungrateful and selfish can you be? Shit. Anyway, so yeah, let's be real. That's why her ass is still in Woodbury. Because it happens every time in real life. Yeah. Let's be real. You know I'm telling the truth. I'm sitting with Jackie. She's dickified. Well, that too. Dick, dick Mariah. But hey, it could have been a, a, a woman, a white woman. She would have still done same outcome, same outcome. Because that's what Andrea would do. And all the women like her that you've met in your life. Yeah. That's Ooh, what they would do. She's feeling something anyway, today, <laughs> Anyway, I hope the bitch get bit. Go ahead. Um, so he goes on to say... Am I the only one who sees Penny making a meal out of her daddy come the finale? <laughs> no, I don't think she will. I don't think she will I don't either, think she but will. that would be funny. I think daddy might have to kill her, though. Great show as always, ladies. And I love that you're now letting us know what you're drinking for your first of all drinking game. Sure. I always imagine you were sipping on those True Blood drinks during every episode of True Blood. Mm-mm. By the way, do you predict that anyone else will meet the true death before the midseason finale or even the finale? I think Carol is alive. Beth Herschel and the baby won't make it. Obviously, the governor won't make it. I hope the scientist does. What about Merle? Thanks again, Manny. Thank, Thank you, Manny, Manny, for that email. Well, I don't think I, I don't think the governor will make it for the ending of the whole season. Season, but for the season finale, yeah, the governor's still going to be around for the mid-season break. Yeah, I don't think I don't think nobody's going to die off. Well, I don't know. 
I think some of those peripheral people uh, that are around the governor will go. Like it's a research team and shit, you know? Yeah. But I don't think any of the named people, because like, like that big black dude with the bow and arrow yeah. on the governor, we don't, we don't know, know what his name, name is, so he gone. Trust me, he gone. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know who's going to be gone, but I hope our key people are still there. I, I, I'm hoping yeah. that the baby... And Carl and Beth and all them people survive and everything. The baby's going to survive, yeah, though. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm sure. Yeah. And do you want to tell him what you're drinking, Sister J? Oh, today I'm drinking um, Shiner beer, uh, a bottle of beer, but it's Shiner Bohem- Bohemian Black Lager, because I like it dark. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't drink no and- light beer. Or no Coors, none of that. No, if it ain't black or real dark, I don't drink it. I'm drinking my cupcake Moscato sweet because I like it sweet. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, I like sweet wine too for wine, but I just didn't feel like wine today. Yeah. All righty. Okay, well, thank you, Manny. Thank you, Manny, for that email. Okay, our next email is from Sharon. Hey, Sharon. And she says, hi, the two of you are so freaking funny. I'm not a sister. Well, maybe I am just a white sister. Oh, that's okay. But I love your podcast. I just had to write and tell you that. Thanks, Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. Oh, and you know what, Sharon? We got lots of Caucasian sisters. Yes, we do. Oh, yeah. And, And actually, we both know some that we, like, in our personal lives that are, yeah. They okay. just like a sister. We, the, well, uh, even if she's not like a sister, she can still be a sister speak sister. That's true. But I'm just saying, you know. And let me say one thing back at Manny's um, email that, that I forgot. And when he mentioned the True Blood. You know what, Manny? When True Blood first came out, we did order some True Blood. And we had a whole uh, a season two watch party. And we was going to drink our True Blood. That shit was nasty. Well, so we sweet. left it in the bottles. It's too sweet. Yeah, because when, when you when you read on the little package and stuff that True Blood comes in, you're really supposed to mix it with like vodka, or rum, and something. Stuff. It's but, too sweet. Yeah, it's thick. it's really really sweet. Yeah. We talking about syrupy sweet. So yeah. Anyway, but thank you, thank you for the email, Sharon. Okay, our next email is from Elizabeth. Hey, Elizabeth. I don't know, sisters. I'm still recovering from this episode. It took Michonne way too long to dump Andrea and get the hell out. I know. But I'm glad she did. I me too. And nothing on this show has ever been cuter than Daryl holding that baby. (laughs) But she won't like being called little ass kicker. Sixteen. I know. And show we all know dads can't comb hair for shit. (laughs) Just ask my daughter. Can't wait to hear your take on this episode, ladies, and have a happy Thanksgiving, Elizabeth. Thank you, Elizabeth, for that email. P.S. Jackie's old yeller comment last week made me laugh out loud during my train ride home. (laughs) Keep them coming. (laughs) Yeah, that was good. Jackie's funny, though. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you, Elizabeth, for that wonderful email. Short and to the point. Short and to the point. That's right. Okay, our next email is from Andrea. Hey, Andrea. Uh-oh, Andrea. Uh-oh. Another Andrea. Another Andrea. I hope you're not... I hope you ain't crazy like that bitch in the show. dick like the Andrea yeah. on <laughs> Okay, come on. Let's read okay. her email. Greetings, sisters. I'm so glad you decided to do this podcast. <laughs> I also follow your True Blood and Game of Thrones podcast. Cool. But anyway, on to The Walking Dead. 
First of all, sip, sip. Yep. I enjoyed seeing Rick go absolutely bug shagging crazy. <laughs> I think that slicing up walkers must be an awesome stress reliever. <laughs> I hope they don't drag out the insanity much longer, though. Who do you think is going to be on the other end of that phone call? Since he's hallucinating anyway, I think it will be Lori to have the goodbye they didn't get. Just a thought. <laughs> if I was Carol, I'd be pissed. At least look for me or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What else are they doing? Yep. Speaking of the group inactivity, why didn't they already have some kind of plan for what they would feed the baby? They only had the entire pregnancy to prepare. Yeah. I know they couldn't have anticipated Lori dying and not being able to breastfeed, but not all babies are even able to, or so I'm told. That's true. Maybe that's what they thought, that they could just have breastfeed the baby. I'm sure they thought she would just breastfeed the baby. Yeah. But yeah, some babies just won't do it. Carl naming out, well, shit, that shit hurts, too. So. <laughs> Honey, I'd be searching for some formula in this zombie apocalypse. Okay, come on. Them gums is not cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just think, some people breastfeed their kids when they get teeth. Well, that's just nasty, first of all. We already talked about that. <laughs> But a four-year-old breastfeed. Oh, shit. That was on that fucking Time magazine. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah that's nasty. Mm. But the shit hurt. I don't see how. <laughs> they must have some tough-ass titties. <laughs> I know. You must have no sensation. Oh, Lord. Mm. Okay. Back to the email. <laughs> <laughs> Carl naming out all those names for the baby was sad, but I, I would go in a different direction and call... And name her Hope instead. I'm surprised no oh, one suggested cute. it. That's cute. Yeah. Daryl continues to be awesome. Love him. Yep. I was so tense during the scene with he and Maggie at the daycare. I know. If they had to kill a bunch of zombie toddlers, I would have had nightmares for me. <laughs> I know. And that's probably why they didn't do it. No, they didn't do that. Mm. That had been way too much. But you know there would have been a baby left in there. No, I don't think so. They would have ate the baby. True. That's what uh, Daryl. That's what the whole scene with Daryl looking at the little handprints on the wall. All those uh, names that all those children. Well, I mean, if the kids would have died, they would have been zombie kids. Mm. And but you're right. Probably before that happened, a zombie would have ate them up. Yep. Snack. Um. Oh, Andrea, you make me ashamed to share a name with you. (laughs) Michonne cared for you and protected you for months, and you act like she is crazy the first time some guy smiles in your direction. That's what I'm saying. Remember, this is the guy who gave Merle a position of power. Mm. Think with something else besides your libido, please. I did a victory lap around the couch when Michonne told her, you just slowed me down anyway. Yeah, I love that too. There was such... There was much more awesomeness in this episode, but this email is already long, so sorry, Sister J. So I'll cut it here. I look forward to your next podcast in the next episode of the show. Pete and Andrea, and then she says, P.S. When Rick stumbled upon the walker in the boiler room with a belly full of what I guess is supposed to be Lori, I could not stop laughing. (laughs) All I could think is that walker ate Lori, got the itis, and had to lie down for a while. Mm-hmm. I know I'm sick, but you know it's hilarious. Mm-mm-mm. Laugh out loud. Andrea. Thank you, Andrea, for Thank that you, email. Andrea. Yeah, it was. I mean, as soon as 
As soon as I saw the drag marks, I knew that Lori was toast. See, I didn't know she was the eating. drag marks, but yeah. when I saw that walker's belly, yeah. I was like, oh, this bitch got yeah. chomped up. Chomped up. Chomped up. Mm. Um, while we're doing our feedback, we also had a, an iTunes review. Cool. Um, so let me go ahead. That We had five stars from Bully Brat. Hey, Bully Brat. It says, it seems that any podcast these ladies do is just solid. They are warm, intelligent, and funny as anything I have ever heard. I, for one, am so grateful for their podcast. It keeps me entertained, gives me insight. I would have never thought of on my own and makes me look crazy in public laughing out loud <laughs> and listening to their podcast. Keep up the great work, Sister J and Sister K. We all just adore you both. Five stars, Bully Brat. Oh, thank you, Bully Brat, for thank that you, five star review. That's awesome. Ooh, ooh. Thank, thank you. you. Okay, our next email is from uh, Sister T. Hey, Sister T. She says, hi, my name is Tara. And she says, I left a review on iTunes and you guys totally jacked up my name. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not mad at you. That was the one that, that was uh, the last podcast and I was trying to read her name and it spelled different. And I was like, Taria, I didn't know, but I think it's Tara. Mm. Sorry, Tara. <laughs> we'll just say to Sister T. Uh-huh, Sister T. So you two sisters can t- refer to me as Sister T. All right. Anywho, you chicks have the best Walking Dead podcast, <laughs> and everybody should be listening. Okay, why am I writing this e- uh, Why am I writing this email? When Carol was doing a C-section on that girl walker with the crusty panties, I have serious doubts that <laughs> that was Andrew secretly watching her. Only because Rick had not quite left Andrew in the yard to be eaten by the walkers. This leads me to speculate that that was someone else out there we don't know about yet. Hmm. Could be the scouters from Woodbury. Oh, the possibilities. Mm, I don't think so. And the second reason why I'm writing this email is because Andrea is a trifling skank hoe. Yep. In episode five, I am sick of her drooling on overbearing male personalities. Like Shane, well, he's all right. Merle... Ew, and the governor, double ew. Girl, if you only knew what these men were capable of and what their real intentions are, you wouldn't be trying to get laid so hard. Mm-hmm. What's really dumb is the fact Andrea pushes people away who have really helped her. Yep. Rick, Dale, and Michonne. Then she is willing to put up with Gladiator's zombie party. Hey, let me get my drink on to that one. Mm. That's all I got until next time, Sister T. <laughs> Thank you, Sister Thank T. Thank you, Sister for T. For that email. <laughs> and you're right, because remember, Dale saved her funky ass yep. from wanting to kill herself in the explosion at the... Um, exactly. At the... Yeah. Whatever, CDC. And she was pissed at Dale the whole rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't mind her getting on with Shane, because Jane was pretty sexy. Mm. But she knew he liked Lori. Mm-hmm. So that was an issue there, too. But yeah, this governor, he's not even cute. No, he's mm-hmm. not. Okay, <clears throat> and our last email uh, for this episode is from Marco. Hey, Marco. Hey, he says, My sisters, thanks for the shout out last episode. I was driving and just about crashed my car. <laughs> oh, Ooh, Lord. Don't do that, Marco. We don't want you to do that. Laugh out loud. Joking. 
glad to finally be joining you in your discussion for such a great show. I have to say I agree about how annoying and clueless Andrea has become. Last season, she was so determined not to be a victim. Exactly. And now she seems hell-bent on walking right into some, into some nonsense. Mm-hmm. Only after Michonne leaves does she slightly begin to realize how deep she may be in. Really? No. Dummy. She doesn't. Pretty pleased they introduced Penny in this episode. It is becoming increasingly clear that the worst is definitely yet to come. Mm-hmm. I have to say that I find Rick's reaction to recent developments to be believable. It seems pretty natural that if you have to keep everything together without falter and be as strong as he has displayed, that you would fit, that you would fall just as hard when shit went to pot as they have as far as his situation is concerned. I hope these experiments old boy was whining about figuring in the coming episodes. Seems like good fodder for some new zombie lore. Funny how Michonne makes the big bad governor nervous. Yeah. I'm glad she finally spoke up and called him out on all his BS. Merle talking smack to the biters and Daryl's quip, hello dinner. I laughed out loud. I'm also intrigued about how Michonne will figure later in the season. I like where all this is headed. Name the baby little ass kicker? As a nickname, yeah. Call me sentimental, but I think Lori is more fitting. Mm-mm. Ooh, don't call her Lori. Hell no. Another well-done episode. Can't wait to find out who's on the other end of the phone on Sunday. Thanks for all the interesting discourse on Game of Thrones, True Blood, and of course, The Walking Dead. Reppin', oh, reppin' the DFW as well, Marco. Hey, Marco! Marco! Shout out to the DFW! DFW, yeah! And it's like 80 degrees today, y'all. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's wonderful. For December 2nd to be 80 degrees. It's wonderful. That's crazy. It's wonderful. That means we're going to have some mess later. That's all right. Mm. (laughs) Okay, well, that is all the email we had for this episode. Okay, cool. Thank y'all for for emailing us and giving us the feedback. feedback. Yeah. So, for any for future episodes, I know y'all all know our email address, but it's Sister Speak Podcast, or actually, no, Sister Speak at gmail.com. Yep. Our website is sisterspeakpodcast.com, and we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sister Speak Podcast, on Twitter at underscore Sister J and underscore Sister K, and Sister Speak Cast, and we're also on Get Glue. Oh, Yeah. Um, which I haven't really been on much lately, but I'll be getting back on. I do. And um, y'all know our voicemail if you'd like to call us a voicemail. Uh, leave us a voicemail. I don't have a number handy, but y'all can get it from It's on the website. Yeah. Yeah. That's it for now. I'm Sister K. And I'm Sister J. See you next time.